Hey everyone, welcome back to the Monclova Baptist Church podcast. We're thankful that you joined us today. Hey, if you would do us a favor at the end of this episode, make sure that you follow us on our social, Instagram and Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that bell button so that you get notified every time that we post new content. If you also want to stay connected with us beyond Sunday morning, make sure that you download the MRBC app on the Google Play Store or the App Store. Now let's dive in. Well, praise the Lord. Good to see you today. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Hope that you have enjoyed your your morning so far with your family. And uh, I'm thankful that you're here today. If you're a guest with us today, we're so thankful that you're here with us. And I hope that you enjoy the service here today. We're going to be in the book of Proverbs today. Proverbs chapter number one. Proverbs chapter one. Thank you for those that have already brought in some backpacks. We're going to you have yours and you want to bring it up, we're going to take some time at the end of the service and we'll pray. Uh, What we decided several years ago for Mother's Day and Father's Day, we bring gifts. And uh, on Mother's Day, we bring wipes and diapers and baby blankets that we give to moms that are expecting a, a baby. We give those to the pregnancy center. And our hope is that once they receive those gifts, that as they're making a choice, to keep the child or not, we pray that they're keeping that child and we pray that gift will be an encouragement for them to do so. And so we, for Mother's Day, this altar was filled with with uh, gifts and we were so thankful that you were part of that. Today for Father's Day, we, uh, we've brought backpacks. We're gonna give these to the Toledo Gospel Rescue Mission. The number one requested item at the uh, Toledo Gospel Rescue Mission is backpacks. And so if you've brought one today, we'll make sure they get there. And as they receive these gifts, they come in and they're fed. And um, also they're given the gospel during chapel each day. And so uh, it's a great opportunity for us to be able to reach maybe people that we'll never, we'll never meet or people that we don't know, but this is a great opportunity to get them the gospel. So thank you for being open to do that. And thank you for caring about uh, other people, people that we may never meet. I'm going to preach a message today on Father's Day uh, to dads. And just like on Mother's Day, when I preach a message to moms, it doesn't mean that everyone else can can fall asleep. I talked to a pastor a couple weeks back and he, uh, I don't know how it came up, but uh, he said, we sleep 700 every, every Sunday. And um, some of you will get that. And I hope that's not true today. We don't want to sleep anyone today. Um, But I want to talk to dads, but I want everyone else to listen in and all of these things will apply, whether you're a parent, grandparent, a mom, or just um, a church member living in this wicked world that we're living in. You know, there's a battle for our children. There's a battle for the minds of our children. There's an indoctrination that's taking place and the humanist wants our children to believe that there is not a God. They want our children to believe that you can live the life that you want to live as long as you're happy, as long as you're content and you're doing the things that you want to do, that nothing else matters. But the Christian dad, the Christian dad should be teaching his children that there is a God. There's a God in heaven that created all mankind to worship him. The Christian father should be instructing his children to live their lives pleasing to the Lord. 
And it's more than just words, but it's, it's action that must take place. It's something that must be done, not even just every so often, but a daily, a daily life, a daily instruction, a father to his children. And today I want to just encourage dads today on this Father's Day. For some, I realize this. For some, your children are grown and out of the home, and maybe they're, they're raising their children. But I want to remind you, Dad, you never stop having influence on your children. Right. It doesn't matter how old they become, you have influence over them. And they look to you. They look to you. They, they know your mistakes. They know that you're not perfect. But they look to you for leadership. And no matter where you're at in your life, in your age, and in, in uh, your children's age, I believe this message will be a help to you because this message comes from God's Word. If you go to Proverbs chapter one, in verse number one, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. Now we know that Solomon is a uh, very wise man. In fact, he was the wisest man that had ever lived to this point. When Solomon was asked by the Lord, whatever you want, Solomon is the son of David, King David. When Solomon was to be king of Israel, the Lord told Solomon, whatever you ask, I will give you. Solomon could have asked for riches. He could have asked for fame. He could have asked for power. But Solomon asked for wisdom. And the Bible tells us this, that wisdom only comes from God. Wisdom is not man's intellect. It's not knowledge that's obtained by man through studying. Wisdom comes from God. And wisdom can only come from God. And so Solomon, knowing that he was going to judge the, the people of Israel, God's people, he knew he needed the mind of God. He knew he needed wisdom. And he asked God for wisdom. Because he asked for wisdom, God said, I'm going to bless you with all the things that you could have asked for, but didn't. And he gave Solomon great riches, great fame, great power. He increased the, the, uh, uh, the uh, kingdom of Israel in a great way under Solomon's reign. But Solomon was a wise man, and he wrote the Proverbs, and he says this in verse number two, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity. But verse four is what I want us to see here today, to give Subtility to simple to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear. It will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. Look with me, if you would, please, in verse number 20 of this same chapter. Verse number 20, wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. Verse number 21, she crieth in the chief places of concourse, in the openings of the gates, in the city she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye long love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Fathers, it is our responsibility to teach our children how to live for the Lord. It's not society's responsibility. It is not, uh, we, we, don't, we don't give that responsibility to anyone else. It is the father's responsibility to teach his children to love the Lord, to live for the Lord, and to honor the Lord. In verse number 22, the Bible describes a few different types of people. And if you were to study through the book of Proverbs, and we'll be in many different places in Proverbs today, you're going to find four types of people. And every, every, every child is going to start at this first, 
this first example that we find here in the book of Proverbs, and that's the simple. It's the simple. That word simple is just simply means open, naive, innocent. Every child is going to start open, able to, to, to hear or see anything. Their imagination is, is open. They're innocent. They're, they're naive in the way that they think. The second, the second child that we'll find is, is a scorner. The third would be a fool. And the fourth would be a wise. And obviously, every child starting off is simple. The goal of the Christian father ought to be this, that they raise their children, teach their children, and instruct their children in such a way that the simple becomes wise. Unfortunately, in some cases, the simple become scorners, and the scorners become fools. But it is the responsibility of the father in the home to teach their children to become wise. And the only way that you can teach your children to become wise is that you teach your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. You cannot teach your children to become wise absent the word of God, absent teaching them a relationship with Jesus Christ, because all wisdom comes from God. Scorners, the, the, the simple is one that's open in their mind, one that's naive. A scorner, a scorner would be one that is like this. Maybe, maybe a simple way to say it is a smart aleck, a scorner, always looking for trouble, looking for a laugh, looking to, to get into trouble. You always can tell a scorner because it seems like the scorner always gets the trouble going and walks away, and the simple are the ones that actually pay the price. And the scorner sits back and laughs. The fool, though, the fool, the, the third one here, the fool is a rebel. Arrogant, wicked. This, the fool is one that lacks morals. A fool is one that on purpose despises truth and does not want to hear. A fool is one that when you try to punish a fool, a, a fool just hardens his heart. And, and the goal then ought for a parent to, to keep our children from becoming a fool, and in order to keep them from becoming a fool, we need to keep them from becoming a scorner, and that is when they're simple to make sure we're investing in them so they become wise. But there's a battle for your kids. I mean, this is not just, just a, a, a subconscious battle. There is an all-out war for your children, for the minds of your children. There is an all-out war for the mind and the heart of your children. In 1962, in our country, a law was passed that no prayer could be made in public schools. That was on purpose to keep God out of schools. In 1963, Bible reading was, was taken out of, of public education. In 1973, abortion was legalized in the United States. You see this, this downward spiral where the simple, the simple was being taught to be scorners, being taught to be fools. And in 1980, the Ten Commandments were taken out of public schools. 
We've seen this downward spiral ever since. Fathers must accept responsibility to teach your children because the world is not going to teach your children how to be godly. The world is not going to teach your children how to be wise. That is a responsibility that every father in this room must take. Must on purpose. It must be an action that you are taking in your child's life. If you want your child to, to grow up, to please the Lord, to serve the Lord, then fathers, you must be involved in the lives of your children. In society today, we are seeing an attack on dads. We are seeing an attack on the home. We are seeing an attack where it's, 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 it's even stated in society that, that we don't need fathers. We don't need male influences in our homes. Now, listen to me. We don't need men that are arrogant. We don't need men that are driven by egos. We don't need men that behave more like dictators than husbands and fathers. We need men in every home that love the Lord, that want to serve the Lord, and want to raise their children to know the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what's necessary in our homes today. But the world's trying to tear the families apart. Trying to take the male influence out of the home. And today I want to look at parents, I want to look at these, each one of these examples of where a child would be. Simple, a scorner, a fool, or a wise. But parents, it's not too late. You still have the heart of your child and but I do want us to look at a looking glass. I do want us to look in a mirror today and properly evaluate where we're at so that we can make the adjustments and the changes that are necessary so that our children can become wise. A child is not going to become wise on their own. The child is going to need godly parents to help them and assist them. And first, let's look at this simple. The Bible says this in verse number 22. How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? That word simplicity, love, enjoy being a child. Enjoy the carefree life. The simple child doesn't want to mature because of the, the, uh, uh, the work that comes with maturing. My wife will say this, just because it's summer, it doesn't mean you have off. She has certain jobs for the kids all summer long. They've got to do certain chores. And, and there's certain things by certain times of the day that they have to do these certain things because during the summers, if possible, they would just sit and watch TV till noon, one o'clock, if they possibly could. Why? Because they're simple. A simple child is simply looking forward to being a child. No responsibilities. Everything done for them. And listen to me, we, we, when our children are young and when our children need that assistance and that help, then parents, we ought to do everything we can to help and, and encourage that child. 
But there comes a point in every child's life where a child must be taught maturity. A child must be taught to do things on their own. A child must be taught that it is their responsibility to work. It is their responsibility to mature, that they must make a choice to grow. Sometimes we, if we're not careful parents, sometimes I think they call them helicopter moms. Is that what they're called? Moms that hover over their kids, never wanting their kids to, to ever, nothing ever to happen. Dressing them and feeding them and not wanting them to mature. That's dangerous for a child. Because it must be that a responsibility goes from the child being simple not staying there, but a child going from simple to wise. Parents, it's okay to teach your children to work. It's okay to teach your children to, to make their bed, to clean their rooms, to do dishes, to, to do laundry. So often what happens, moms and dads, they marry and then they, they have children and children change everything in the home. And parents are so busy with their children, so busy doing the things for their children. At some point, moms and dads, you have to teach your children to help themselves. You have to teach your children to serve. You have to teach your children to, to work. And this is why so many marriages are in danger once the children grow up and sometimes leave the home is because moms and dads are so busy doing everything for the children and making sure the children have everything, they forgot to spend time together. They look at each other 20, 25 years later, and they're not even sure who they're married to if you take the kids away. Make sure, parents, you're teaching your children a work ethic. Make sure you're teaching your children how to live in society. Look with me, if you would, please. We're going to be all over the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 9, if you'll go there with me. Proverbs chapter 9. Now, understand this. A simple child will make you feel and make you think by them doing work, you're asking way too much. I mean, to do dishes, you know how difficult that is? To load the dishwasher? To actually take dishes out and put them away? You know what you're asking of me. Making sure the trash goes down, their beds to be made. I know those sound like horrible things to a simple child, but a parent must understand the best thing they can do is teach their children to work. To care for the things that God has given them. Hear me today, we must understand this. And we, make sure, we need to make sure our kids understand this. There is not someone that is going to do everything for us the rest of our lives. And the last thing parents you want to do is raise a lazy child so that when that child gets into their marriage, they're lazy. Proverbs chapter 9, verse number 1. Wisdom hath builded her house. She hath hewn out her seven pillars. 
She hath killed her bees. She hath mingled her wine. She hath also furnished her table. She hath sent forth her maidens. She hath crieth upon the highest places of the city. Whoso is simple, verse number four, whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. As for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, You see, the simple one loves simplicity and lacks understanding. There's no spiritual maturity in the heart of the simple one. The one that crieth out, here in verse number one and verse number two, they're they're crying out, they're inviting the simple in. Mark this someplace in your heart, because the simple lack understanding, they're easily led. Because the simple lacks understanding, they are easily led. Now, this is something that's natural for a child, but parents, you must understand this. To be simple just means to be open. I, I as a parent, love those, those days when, when your children are, are innocent, don't you? When their imagination, when they can play by themselves and in, in, you know, the backyard is, is, is the universe and, and they're thinking and playing and using their imagination. Oh, how, how innocent that is and how wonderful it is to see our children in their innocence. But that openness and that innocence is going to be led by someone because they lack understanding. They're going to be easily led. Proverbs 14, would you go to Proverbs 14 with me, please? Proverbs 14, 15, the Bible says this, the simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. The simple believeth every word. They're easily led. They believe anything. They believe there are people that deliver gifts. They believe anything that you tell them. Why? Because they're simple. This doesn't make them bad. This makes them children. But parents, you must understand that, and you must guard the influences that they do have. Because they're simple, because they believe anything, because they're so naive, you've got to be careful what is put in their heart. You've got to be careful what they're exposed to. They're an easy target. A simple, a simple child can be an easy target to sinful friends. A simple child is like a sponge just taking it all in. They're open to anything. And a simple child lives in danger because he doesn't plan. He doesn't prepare for his future because he's simple. Go with me to Proverbs 22, if you would, please. Proverbs 22. Verse number three. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. But the simple pass on and are punished. They... They don't understand. They don't see the consequences. They they just pass on and they're punished or destruction comes because they don't foresee the problems. A prudent man sees it and he hides from it. But a simple, because they're simple, there's danger. 
The simple child thinks he's indestructible. Do you, ever, do you ever have your kids, they do something and you're like, oh my goodness, they're going to kill themselves if they keep doing this. The reason why is they're simple. That's how kids are. They're going to do things dangerous. Why? Because they don't think anything bad's going to happen. Why don't they think anything bad's going to happen? One is because they're indestructible. And two is because you're their parent. And you would never let anything bad happen. Because they think nothing bad will ever happen, they're going to take risks that could cause them harm. The simple child never thinks about harm or they never think about the future. A simple child would be described as this, careless, carefree, easily led. No idea about stranger or danger. No idea about any danger that can come. That's the simple child. And the reality is this. Every one of us starts with the simple child. And that is why we must take this so serious. It's because the simple child doesn't understand danger. It's the responsibility, dads, for you to make sure they understand there is danger per head and make the decisions for them at that time so that they understand one day what danger does. You must be there to help them mature in their decision-making. But it's a simple child without instruction. A simple child left to their own is going to lead to a scorner. Look with me, if you would, please, if you write scorner down, look with me again in Proverbs or text verse, Proverbs 1, How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? Look at this word, the second word, the scorners, and the scorner delight in their scorning. They enjoy being a smart aleck. They, they're the ones that enjoy getting the teacher all riled up. They're the ones that enjoy the other kids laughing and not doing what they're supposed to do. They defy instruction. Now, the Bible here says this, they enjoy, they delight in their scorning. In Proverbs 13, if you go there with me, just keep those fingers working through here in Proverbs. Proverbs 13, verse number one. I want you to turn here. We're going to be in Proverbs just throughout these verses, so it's not going to be hard to get there. I want you to see what the Word of God, what, what Solomon says about the simple, about the scorner, about the wise, about the fool. Look what he says in verse number one. A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. The, the scorner comes to a place, they won't listen. They tune you out. They despise the good. They despise the godly. Just go over a, a couple pages there to Proverbs 15, verse number 12. Proverbs 15, 12. A scorner loveth not one that reprove him, neither will he give unto the wise. The scorner, he has no affection. He has no care. He sees no value in the one that's actually trying to help him. You can't rebuke a scorner because they don't listen. The scorner doesn't see the value of a, an adult, a, a parent that's trying to help them. 
Go with me to Proverbs chapter 9, if you would, please. Proverbs chapter 9, verse number 7. He that reproveth a scorner getteth to himself shame, and he that rebuketh a wicked man getteth himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. You can't tell a scorner anything, because a scorner knows everything. A scorner was once simple, but now a scorner loves to scorn. Go with me to Proverbs 13, 13, if you would please. What's the Bible say there? Whoso despiseth the word shall be destroyed, but he that feareth commandment shall be rewarded. The problem of the scorner is this. At some point, he doesn't understand this, but at some point, because he's a scorner, he's going to be destroyed. The end for a scorner is destruction. And parents, this is why it's so important for us, while the child is simple, while the child is open, while the child is is easily taught, that is why it's important for us to invest time into our children. Dads, invest time. Hear me, listen to me. Your job, you could be gone in a day, but your child is your child forever. Your home and your garden and your lawn and your hobbies could be gone tomorrow, but your child is your child forever. Put time into your children while they're young. Invest in them. Put spiritual growth in them. Use the time that you have. I've never, I've never heard a dad ever say once they're older and their children have grown up, I spend too much time with my children. But I've heard almost to the, to the man them say, I didn't spend enough time. I wish I would have spent more. Time with your children, investment in your children is something that you will not regret. Dad, spend time with your kids. So often, and there's nothing wrong with this, understand what I'm saying with this, but so often the kids are so close to moms because dads are never around. And it's not that there's a problem that kids are close with their moms. There's not a problem with that. But God gave your children a dad and a mom. Dads, don't just give your wives the responsibility of raising your children so that you can go work. Don't just give your wives the responsibility of caring for your children emotionally and spiritually and physically because you're, you're so busy. If you're too busy for your children, you're too busy. If you've got more going on outside the home, you've got too much going on. Invest in the life of your child. You will not regret that investment, Dad. You see, because a simple child without the proper instruction turns into a scorner, and a scorner's end of a scorner's path is destruction. But there's hope. There's hope for the scorner. Even though a scorner is hard to reach, there's hope. But if the scorner is left to its own, the scorner then will turn into the next is a fool. 
Go back to our textbook, text verse, Proverbs one twenty two. The Bible says this, speaks of the simple, speaks of the scorner, and then says this, fools hate knowledge. The fool is immovable. The fool rejects wisdom. Turn with me to chapter 15. Verse number 14. The Bible says, The heart of him that hath understanding seeketh knowledge, but the mouth of the fools feedeth on foolishness. They love foolishness. They, they reject wisdom. They ridicule righteousness. And hear me today, there are many fools leading our children in society today. When someone is telling your children that they don't have to trust God, that can be, they can be who they want to be, that is a fool. Amen. When, 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 a, when a, an adult is allowing and encouraging a young child to, to encourage a young child to be what they want to be, encouraging a young boy to be a girl or encouraging a young girl to be a boy, that is foolishness in an adult. Amen. They're not caring for your child. They're a fool that hates wisdom. They're a fool that ridicules righteousness. And listen to me, parents, if you are a Christian parent raising your children to love the Lord in the, in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, you are raising your children to, to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. You cannot partner with this world. And if you try to partner with this world to raise your children, there is fools that are going to raise your children. Proverbs 14.9, would you go there? Proverbs 14.9, the Bible says, Fools make a mock at sin, but among the righteous there is favor. There are some in society today, they're upset that we as Christians call sin, sin. They, they want to encourage your children to, to drink. They want to encourage your children to, to uh, 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 be involved in, in, in morality. My, my daughter, her freshman year of going to a state university, her, her orientation for school, it was not about where your classrooms are and who your teachers are and not about the syllabus of the classes that you've taken. It was three days of drink, but don't drink too much to get drunk. They're not talking to 21-year-olds. They're talking to 18, 19, and 20-year-olds. They're not saying, listen to me, it's illegal for you to do these things. They were encouraging them, do it, have fun, enjoy college. took them a day and a half to go through pronouns and respect and, and being who you want to be. 
They reject righteousness. They mock sin. And we parents must be careful who we allow to influence our children. Proverbs 15, verse number 20. Are you with me still? A wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish man despiseth his mother. Listen to me, parents, I know it takes work. I know it takes hard work. I know it takes time and I know we get tired. Listen to me, men, I understand we get tired and we get weary and we get discouraged in this life. But here the Bible says a, a, um, a wise son maketh the father glad. If you want to enjoy your life, if you want to enjoy the end of your life and, and, and once your children are grown, you'll enjoy it even greater when your children are serving the Lord. And it takes work and it takes commitment for that. The Bible says folly is, is joy to him that is destitute of wisdom, but a man of understanding walketh uprightly. We have a problem in society today. Society is trying to take all leadership and all, all responsibility away from the man. To our young, young men now, they don't even know how to lead. Unfortunately, they're cowardly. And, and, and I don't mean that to, to, to in, a, in a negative, harsh way toward them. I'm saying they've not been taught. Stand for righteousness. Stand for godliness. Have a work ethic and work and, 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 and uh, uh, supply for your family and love your children and support your family and be there to encourage them and, and, and lead them in spiritual things and open the word of God with them and pray with them and bring them to church and make sure that your home is a, a godly home. They need to be taught that, men. The best way for our young men to be taught that is it's modeled by their fathers. Proverbs 17.10 Proverbs 17.10, the Bible says this, a reproof entereth more into a wise man than a hundred stripes into a fool. You see, destruction comes to the fool. A fool, his heart is hardened. His mind is defiled. His conscience is seared. And parents, hear me, please. Hear me, please. Society wants your simple child to become a scorner. Society wants your, your simple child to go from a scorner to a fool because a fool will mock God. A, a fool will reject truth. And that's the direction a humanistic society wants your child to go. If you don't believe that, take a look See what's happening around you. Choose to raise your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Choose to make decisions based upon the word of God that stand for righteousness and see how that's accepted in this humanistic world. And these are the things I want you to know, parents. Number one is this. Would you write this down? Every dad in this room, please write this down. In your homes, 
Make truth your priority. Make truth your priority. The Bible says this, give, in verse number five, a wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. There is a battle for the mind of your child, and the major teacher should be the father. Deuteronomy 5 and 6, if you were to study through those in Deuteronomy 5, you would find where the Ten Commandments uh, respecting the Lord and living for the Lord are reinforced in Deuteronomy chapter 5. And then we get to Deuteronomy chapter 6, and it says this, Fathers, teach your children and your grandchildren these principles. Teach them so that there's, there's safety in your home. Teach them so that there's, there's a, a laughter in your home. Teach them so there's security in your home. Number one. Make truth your priority. Dads, be truthful with your wives. Be honest. Listen to me today. If there's a man in here that you're living a double life, you're living in sin, stop it for the sake of your children and live an honest life so that you can have the power of God upon you, so that you can teach your children how to live in the nurture and admonition of the Lord with authority from God. We don't need any more hypocrite parents. We need parents that are sold out to God. We need parents that have the power of God. We need dads that have the spirit of God working upon them and working through them. And their children know the most spiritual man in my life is my father. The one I can trust the most is my father. We need to get back to society. Listen to me, Christian men, the heroes in your kids' lives ought to be you. Your kids ought to grow up and say, I want to love like my dad loves. I, I want to I work like my dad works. I want to be gentle like my dad is gentle. I want to have children and raise my children just like my dad raised me. To know God and love God. That's the responsibility of the dad. Make truth your priority. Number two, would you write this down? Expose sin. Go with me to Proverbs 19. Proverbs 19, 15. The Bible says this, Slothfulness casteth into deep sleep, and an idle soul shall suffer hunger. The, the simple is going to learn by example. The simple child needs to see the fruit of sin. The problem sometimes is this, our, our children don't realize the danger of sin. They don't realize there's consequences to sinful behavior. Look, look with me in Proverbs 21, just a page over verse number 11. The Bible says, when the scorner is punished, the simple is made wise. And when the wise is instructed, he receiveth knowledge. When the scorner is punished, the simple one says, oh boy, watch out. The worst thing that can happen to your child is they never see the repercussion of sin. The worst thing that can happen to a simple child is they never see the consequences of sin. So they never, there's never fear in them. Make sure your kids know there's consequences to sin. 
We have courts today that don't want to punish criminals. If, if you want to know why there's such a, a, a our, our major cities in our country are, are spiraling out of control. When they get caught doing wrong, they get released again. There's never a punishment. Listen, when somebody does wrong, there should be a punishment attached to it. There ought to be someone where someone says, I'm not doing that again. Crime is getting worse because there's no penalty to crime. And when your children find that there's no penalties for the things that they do wrong, they will turn into scorners and they will turn into fools. The parent that never punishes their kid because you have a different way than the Bible of disciplining your kids, your kids are going to turn into scorners. Now listen to me, sometimes, some, sometimes in some generations, the children maybe were, were beaten and the children were mistreated and that was called, called punishment. And the parents might have stepped over the line. And so what has happened in some cases, the next generation goes the extreme and says, I'm not even going to do any of that. So I'll just, I'll just philosophy with my two-year-old. I'll just help them understand they hurt mommy. The Bible is very clear. And I understand, I understand, I'm living in 2023, and I understand this is probably old-fashioned. I understand that this is not something that that is taught. But your child needs a spanking when they do wrong. Not out of anger. Not out of, of uh, you're out of control. Not a beating but to properly discipline your children is a biblical thing and it's for their own good. I'll never forget, I told this story not long ago and I'll be quick with it, but when I was four years old, I stole a pack of gum. And I I took that gum, it was green gum. And and, um, I still blame the the grocery store for putting it right there on the shelf for the four-year-old to go just like this. I'm not bitter, but it is their fault. Um, And I went home and I started chewing this gum and my mom thought, I don't know where she thought I got the gum from. She didn't fathom that I stole it. So she took the gum and she threw the gum in the trash, the green gum. Well, I didn't really care because I had a whole pack of green gum hidden outside. And so I just went back to that pack of green gum. I put in a fresh piece of green gum and I started chewing it. I just wasn't smart enough because I was simple to not chew it in front of my mom. So my mom spanked me for taking the gum out of the trash and chewing it. That is the honest truth. I got in trouble for something I did not do. But I was not going to dare tell her that I stole the gum. So I willingly took that spanking and she made me throw that gum away. I did not care. I willingly took the spanking. I did not care because I had a whole pack of gum outside. So what does a simple four-year-old do? Goes back and gets another piece of gum and puts it in his mouth. My mom finally figured out what happened. And you know why I remember that so much? 
is because of the discipline that I got from it. My dad made me realize that stealing was wrong. And every so often, it still hurts when I sit down. And I look back now, and my dad taught me a lesson because he loved me. He was teaching a four-year-old simple boy that stealing is wrong. That taking something that doesn't belong to you is sin. Fathers, don't be afraid to discipline your children in love. It's for their own good. It keeps your simple child from becoming a scorner and your scorning child to become a fool. Make sure you show them there are consequences to sin. Number three, write this down in a hurry. Expel scorners. Expel scorners. Now listen to me close. Listen to me close. Proverbs 13, 12, uh, 13, 20, I'm sorry. The Bible says this. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Proverbs 22.10. The Bible says, cast out the scorner and the contention shall go away. Yea, strife and reproach shall cease. Every so often your kids are going to come home, especially the older they get, and you're going to say, when did this start? Where did that attitude come from? Wow. And you're going to scratch your head and you're going to think, what changed? And hear me, parents. I guarantee you, you take a line from that bad attitude, that contention in the home, and you draw it right back to a friend that they have and you'll find the reason right there. I'm going to say some things here that some will not agree with. But I'm saying these things because I care about you. I'm trying to pastor you today. I'm trying to help you with your family today. Don't let your children hang around scorners and fools. They will become one if you do. You help your children choose their friends. Let me say that again. You help your children choose their friends. You're the parent. Parent them. Love them. Encourage them to hang around with the people that will encourage them to do right. Remember, a simple person is open. They want to be accepted. They want to be loved. They want to be, they want to be in the in crowd. Well, listen to me. Let them know. Let them know that their friends ought to be doing right. You have to be firm. Peer pressure is a real thing. Peer pressure is not just a bad thing. It's only a bad thing when it's bad peer pressure. Get your kids around friends that want to do right. Get your kids around friends that that respect their parents. Get your kids around friends that want to serve the Lord and allow that positive peer pressure to encourage them to be wise. Your children's friends are going to influence your children more than you'll believe. We have a rule in our home. We don't let our children sleep out at other people's houses. My kids hate that rule. They, they, they really, 
Dad, everybody does this. There's a sleepover, a birthday party. We'll come pick you up at 10. Dad, do you know how embarrassing it is? And I tell him this, and maybe, maybe from, from counseling it, it's probably helped me become a better parent. I, I've said this to him, you know, you know where most kids drink their first drink? Sleeping over a friend's house. Most of the time when I, when I counsel a young man that is just addicted to pornography, I'll say, where were you first introduced? And most of the time, he says, at a friend's house. I'm not saying, listen to me, let the kids come to your house so you know what's going on and you know the influence and you know who's there and you know what's, going, what's happening with your friends. But don't just give your kids overnight to something you don't know. And think that everything's going to turn out okay. Monitor your kids' friendships. When you start to see that your kids are not acting right, not, 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 not just have a different attitude and a, a bad attitude, monitor who they're hanging around with. My wife, I'll never forget this. She let, when my son was just a young boy, four, three, four, five years old, he loved that little cartoon, Caillou. Anybody ever, Caillou? She says, Jacob, you're not allowed to watch Caillou anymore. I thought, Caillou, that's a cartoon. I said, why isn't he allowed to watch Caillou? She says, because Caillou is a smart mouth to his mom. Caillou keeps talking back to his mom. Caillou is a scorner. You say, oh, come on, a cartoon. You know what she saw? Jacob treating her like Caillou treated his mom. And I thank God that she was smart enough to say, we're taking this out of your life. The things that your kids watch, listen, you cannot let your kids, you cannot let your kids on that social media device and, and look at everything that they can look at. And, and listen, there is a war for your child's mind. They're feeding your kids information that they want your kid to have. And you've got to understand that there's a war and there's fools that want your kid's mind and they're going to they're gonna plant foolishness in their mind and the simple is going to understand, not understand, and going to go with it. And parents, is gonna, it's going to go against everything you're trying to teach them. Cast out the scorner in your kid's life and contention will cease. Lastly, my time's done. I just give you this last point. Express love. Go to Proverbs 3.12. Proverbs 3.12. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. Express love. Be positive with your words. Listen to your kids' needs. Dads, be gentle. Don't, don't think that dads are big, early ones that kids are afraid of. If that's your thought of what a dad is, you've got a wrong thought of a dad. 
Don't be harsh and overbearing to your kids. Be gentle. Dads, be gentle with your girls. Touch them, hug them. Be transparent. Be available for your children. Don't push your children away. Invite them in. Because no one is going to love your child like you do. Sit with them. This afternoon, as you get together with your family, put your arm around them. Show them what genuine, pure love looks like. Dads, put your arms and love your daughter and show them what what pure love, not perverse love looks like. So they know the difference when some boy comes around and wants perverted love. They won't need to fall into that because they have fatherly love that satisfies them and brings them closer to Jesus Christ because of what you give to them. You just finished listening to a message from the preaching ministry at Monclova Road Baptist Church. If it was a help to you, make sure that you let somebody know about it. If you need help beyond this message, make sure that you follow us on Instagram or Facebook or check out our website, monclovabaptist.org. And we would love to connect with you there and help you with anything that you might need. Have a great week and we'll see you next time on the Monclova Baptist Church Podcast.